Today's shir begins ten lines from the bottom of Daf Nun Aleph. The Mishnah that we are about to read is the subject of a discussion because this Mishnah already appeared word for word on Daf Mem Tes Oman Aleph. Some suggest that the bold-faced word Masnisen and the subsequent bold-faced Gimel Mem Gemora expression are here by mistake and that this simply is a Dibur HaMaskel, it's a quote from the Mishnah uh, on Mem Tesom Aleph with a Brisa that follows, uh, that covers the topics of this particular quote from the Mishnah. Uh, either way, Let's continue in the text. Hanoider mimaisekeder, a person who uh, forswears uh, benefiting from maisekedera. Ein osur elo mimaise raschosa. We look at Rashi mimaise raschosa. Hainu dover shenigmar bishul bekedera. By swearing not to benefit from maisekedera. Literally, maisekedera means uh, something that's prepared in a kedera. There is a pot. What is the result of such a vow? So, as Rashi says, it's a reference to food whose completion, uh, complete com- uh, cooking completion, is in a kedera. The eno elo mechamishes haminim. In addition, the food is something made from one of the five different types of grains: uh, barley, wheat, rye, spelt, and oats. La fuke dovar. This uh, is to the exclusion, however, of dovar she'en gemar bishubekdera atchim mevashenos obilfis. There are food items whose uh, initial cooking takes place in a kedera. One, it's a type of pot, but the final stage is in an ilfis, another type of, uh, we'll say, of pot. Um, you can see in the meforshim that the term tigun, uh, you can see this in the Rosh commentary, uh, second line from the very bottom, kerem shemitagninos ilfis. Metagnin, tigun, has to do with what we would call frying, like frying in oil. So that we will uh, attempt to translate the terms kedera and ilfis, though we're not going to guarantee our translation, but based on what you see in the Meforshim, uh, we're taking, we'll say, a reasonable, or we'll call it an educated guess. A kedera being a, we'll call it a boiling pot, and a, an ilfis, a low-walled type a pan that's used for frying. So, the person who vows not to benefit from maise kedera, he will not be prohibiting himself from enjoying those kind of foods, though they... The, their preparation is started in a pot, but their final preparation is uh, through frying. If he phrases his vow this way, uh, he's, he, this is more inclusive, and he's prohibiting himself from anything that is uh, prepared in a kedera, even something that um, will be prepared in an ilfus. 
so that you can have something that starts off in a Kedera and its final stage of preparation is in an Ilfis, this will be prohibited to him. Uh, Rashi's explanation on Bechol Hanas Bekedera, Afilu Mevushol Beilfis, also even if it's cooked or prepared in an Ilfis, this uh, uh, term will include that as being prohibited. Now, the Gemara presents a Tanaic source, Tanya. Hanoder min If a person uses that expression, he doesn't want to benefit from that which literally means descends into a Gedera. He will, he's prohibiting himself from things that are uh, prepared in an Ilfis. Why? The food had been exposed to a Gedera before it got to the Ilfis, so the vow by, uh, is including, therefore, something whose final preparation is in an Ilfis. Once again, because prior to the Ilfis, it had been in a Kedera. If he says, Min Ilfis, Mutter This means, according to uh, Rashi, that if a person swears not to benefit from Yore Lilfis, he is allowed to partake of something that is uh, put into a Kedera uh, before it goes into an Ilfis. Uh, if we look in the Rashi, Minha Yore Bilfis, Mutter Biore Likedera, Kuidem Sheyorad or Sheyere Lilfis. There's a Toysfis uh, commentary. We're looking at the Tosfos together in the, uh, the the last third of the Tosfos commentary. Something if he vows not to benefit from a yored bilfis, he is allowed to partake of things that go into a kedera first. And here Tosfos says something that we didn't explain before. Even though its final preparation is in fact in an ilfis. The Yoreid the Oilum Mashma Al Shame Trilasiridasavlo Al Shame Sofo. The word Yoreid means is a reference to the beginning stage of its preparation and not its end stage. So that if he if he uh, forswears benefiting from a Yoreid Lilfis, the fact that it's completed in an Ilfis doesn't Subjected to this particular vow, because all it's referring to is that which started off in an ilfus, not that which starts off in a kedera. The Gemara continues, minhanase. Notice here we're using the word naase instead of the word yored. If a person swore not to benefit minhanase bekedera, this is mashma something that is completed in a kedera. Mutter benase beilfis. He is allowed to partake of something that's nase in an ilfis, even though prior to the ilfis it had been in a kedera. Mina nase beilfis. If a person swore not to benefit from something or not to eat something that was nase beilfis, mutter benase bekedera. He is allowed to partake of something that is completed in a Kedera, even though prior to that it was in an Ilfis. Because, once again, the word Nase 
means something that was completed in uh, what, whatever the vow was, uh, whatever the vow specified. Hanoder min hayoreid letanur, ein osir elobapas. If he terms his vow that way, anything that is yoreid letanur, what he means to uh, exclude or what he means to prohibit is benefiting from bread. If he phrases the vow that way, that's more inclusive. That will include anything or all things that are prepared in an, in an oven. We continue with the Gemara at the top, let's say Mishnah, in fact, at the top of Omid Beis. A person vows, he doesn't want to uh, eat that which is kovush. No, kovush uh, generally means something that is uh, pickled or uh, preserved um, in a in a brine. But for Nidoran purposes, mina kovush. You can see there's certain key words that are going to figure in this Mishnah. And on the side, under the no say heading, we feature no der min, someone who swore not to benefit mina kovush, hasholuk, hatsli, hamaliach. What? Do each one of these refer to? So we'll see the this Mishnah and the next Mishnah feature uh, these expressions. So the Mishnah says, "Min hakovush ein osur elo min hakovush shel yerek." That vow, in, in effect, would be prohibiting him only from uh, preserved vegetables. Kovush sheini toim. Notice a different phrase. Osur bechol hakvushim. Anything that is pickled. There are many types of, of fish that people pickle in brine. So that would be included if you say person vows min he's not going to partake of sholuk sholuk we've seen in the past as a reference to a certain level of cooking, either undercooking or overcooking but whatever the case is it would be something that deals with sholuk of bosor of meat if, however, he says sholuk she'eni toyeim, then osur b'chol hashlukim. Whatever food is prepared prepared in the sholuk fashion would be prohibited. Amale Rav Acha braid Rav Avila Rav Ashi. Rav Acha asks Rav Ashi, Omar, what if a person says dekovish mai or desholik mai or detsli mai or demliach mai? Heichin mashma. What about? These expressions, two of these expressions, kovish and shaluk, we saw uh, similar words, kovush and shaluk, but uh, we're dealing with nadarim, which focuses on the fine meaning or perception of words, and hence room for this question. What do these words include? Rashi uh, elaborates a bit on this. Uh, Rashi on the first narrow line, Omer Kainim de Kovish Alai, the Shaluk Alai, Mai, Mi Amrinon, de Kovish, Domi Kemandomer Hakovush, O Dilma, Domi Kemandomer Kovush Shani Toim, Vyosu Bohola Kvushim. Does Kovish resemble Kovush? And we saw that would mean only uh, pickled vegetables, or does it? imply kovush shani toem, which would include anything that's pickled. And likewise with regard to the other words. Are they reflective of the limit, the limit, the uh, otherwise limiting expression, or do they uh, include the more 
expansive definition. The Gemara ends off with this by saying, Tiboi, it's unresolved. The Mishnah, Min Hatzli, if a person vowed not to partake of Tzli, Ein Osir Elo Min Hatzli Shel Bosar, roasted meat, Tzli Shani Toyem, Osir Bechol Hatzluyim. If he uses that expression, Tzli Shani Toyem, similar to what we saw in the previous Mishnah, this type of expression includes anything roasted. If a person uses that expression, on a literal basis, it would be translated something that's salted. But the term is peculiar or, or uh, specifically a reference to uh, preserved or salted fish. However, if he says that would include any food item that's uh, prepared through salting. Dog dogim shani toyem. If a person uses an expression like that, dog has to do with fish. Dog dogim. So what is the result? Osur bohen. He's forbidden in fish. Bein doylim, bein tanim, bein luchim, bein tefelim, bein chayim, bein mevusholim. The dog dogim expression will include the dog large fish, tanim small fish, whether they're salted, whether they're tefelim means unsalted whether they're raw, or whether they're cooked. Umutter betoris trufa, ubetsir vermuris. However, dog dogim does not include torus trufa. Torus is the name of a fish, however, trufa means it's chopped into small pieces. Meaning it's not whole. So that the term dog dogim indicates something, whatever, if it's big or small, but it's whole. Trufa, it's chopped. So dog dogim will not include Taurus trufa. Taurus, again, is the name of a specific kind of fish that's chopped up. And tzir, brine, murius, is something that's made from the fat of fish. So that tzir, tzir, brine, is made from the uh, fish entrails, and murius is something made from fish fats. Hanoder min hatzachano, if one swears or, or vows not to benefit from tzachana, osur betoris trufa, umuter betzir uvamurias. The Ran elaborates on this on the first wide line under the Gemara text. is dogim ktanim harbei meluchem trufim. Tzachana is a reference to a lot of small fish that are salted, and amongst them you'll find cut ones, uh, chopped ones, and the majority of them are whole. Since amongst them there are those that are chopped, uh, since Tzachana is a reference to a, we'll say, a collection, an amassing of small fish, some of which are not whole anymore. So, by saying, I'm not going to benefit from Tzachana, you're prohibiting yourself from benefiting from Torah's Trufa. However, regarding Tzir and Murias, he remains allowed. You don't have pieces of fish in Tzir and Murias, but rather you have, the, you have fish fats and fish entrails. The um, Mishnah continues, Hanoder mitoras trufa, Osir betzir uvamurias. 
the girsa that we see in the Mishnah, also Betzirmurus, is in fact the girsa you find in Rashi, Tosus, and the Rosh. The Ran has, a, has an opposite girsa, he has Mutter. But for our purposes, the, uh, the majority of the Mephorshim keep the girsa of our Mishnah, one who vows not to benefit from Torah's trufa, is not allowed to partake of Tzir and Murias. Uh, bear in mind, before we read the Ran's approach, here uh, the Mishnah reflects as a, a, the Girsa of, um, of Rashi, Toysus, and the Rosh, that one who vows not to benefit from Torah's Trufa cannot partake of Tzir and Murias. And um, ra- the Rashi says also, but Tzir and Murias, the Hani, the Chlau Trufaninu. Tzir and Murias are a subcategory of Trufin, things that are cut up, uh, chopped up. The um, Gemara, Tanya, we have a Tanaic source, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Omer, Dog Shani Toyem, if a person uses that expression in his vow, also he is preventing himself from eating large fish, but allowing small fish. Doga shani toim. If he uses the word doga, then also bigtanim umuter bigdolim. Doga implies small fish, but allowing large fish. Dog doga shani toim. Also bain bigdolim bain bigtanim. He is prohibiting himself from large and small. Omar le rav popula bayimai mai the dog shani toim godolhu. From where do you know that dog? Uh, is a reference to a large fish. And the famous story of Jonah and the whale, as many uh, as many may recognize that story. The prophet Jonah uh, was cast into the sea, and he was at, at a certain point was was is swallowed up by a dog godol. So you see that the word dog is associated with godol. The Gemara asks, says, and, and, the, oh, and Jonah uh, prayed to the Almighty from within the Doga. So, is, are we then to conclude that Doga means something large? Before we said that Doga indicated something small. The Gemara says, Hallo Kashi, this does not represent a challenge to what we said before. Dilma, palte da gadolu, bale da katan. The, the terms should be re- viewed uh, relatively. Namely, that Yonah initially was swallowed by a large sea creature and was then, uh, ca- um, let's say, uh, cast out of that large sea creature. The fish just spit out Yonah. And then a smaller one consumed him or swallowed him. So that relative to the original fish, the, the second fish that this Pesach is referring to, that Yonah prayed from within the Doga, it in fact was smaller than the original fish. Hence, Doga is appropriately a reference to something small. Here we have a problem. It says in the plague of Dam, of blood, that the Almighty brought upon the Egyptians. It says the Doga that were in the Yor, the Yor is the, was the, the river, some people like would translate as the Nile, but all the Doga in the Yor, they died. 
Are you to say that the only the small fish died and the large ones did not? Ella, truth is, the word doga is not limited to one size. It's in, it, it sounds, it infer, it's, uh, it, one can infer from doga a reference to large and a reference to small. However, open it dorum, with regard to the realm of vows, you follow common speech. And in common speech, Doga is used to refer to small fish. Hanodir min hatzachana v'chulei Omali Ravino Ravashi Omar harei olai tzichin mai What about if a person phrased his vow this way? Harei olai tzichin Does that prohibit tzir and murius or not? The Ran elaborates a bit on this. Does that prohibit him from the brine and murias or not? Small pickled fish are called It has a the, the brine is a foul smelling. From the Pusuk that says, Vatal Tzachanos, a reference to something of, let's say, foul odor. The word Tzichin has a, has the sound, sounds like something that's inclusive. Does Tzichin include, therefore, Tzirumuris? And as far as this question is concerned, the Gemara ends off Tiboi leaving it unresolved. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.